It's time for Wolverines Weekly. We sit down and recap the latest in WDC athletics. Let's hustle to it. Hey everyone, we're back for another school year of Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. We have a whole bunch of conversations with your Wadena Deer Creek coaches, including Athletic Director Norm Gallant, who you'll hear from next when we come back on Wolverines Weekly. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly as we're in for another school year and we're joined by Wadena Deer Creek Activities Director Norm Gallant. And Norm, it's been a while, but good to be back. Yeah, I tell you, we're really excited about uh, getting the year started. Um, Lots of enthusiasm in all of our programs and uh, just really looking forward to a great year. Yeah, and you know, it's that fall sports season. Everybody kind of thinks once the school year it's going all those sports do, but these kids have been working hard over the last couple weeks getting everything ready and uh, even tennis has had a few matches already in the Highway 10 tournament was this week. Talk a little bit about just how how the tennis team has been kind of doing these last couple weeks and how that's been going. Sure. We try to kind of load up the tennis season a little bit before school uh, just because the weather gets kind of cruddy once uh, once school starts typically. So yeah, they've been super busy right now. Um, at one o'clock on Friday here, they're going to be starting to play East Grand Forks this afternoon and then they'll be at a very tough Crookston tournament on on Saturday. So yeah, like you said, they've been super busy. We had the Highway 10 tournament that we host with Staples and the Wolverines were third um, behind Purim and I believe Sartell, I think we're one and two. But uh, yeah, and then uh, down at a quad down at uh, Morris area or at Osakis with uh, Morris area and um, Osakis and Melrose and uh, Wolverines came out of that two and one. So uh, we're off to just a really good start. Joe Feemeyer takes over a program that finished second in the section last year with uh, uh, Maddie Packer taking course fifth in the state. So um, she's got some younger girls coming. Uh, her daughters, um, Katie and Anna Feemeyer, are really a top doubles team. They took uh, first place in Highway 10. And then uh, you got Libby Hartman kind of anchoring the top of the singles lineup. Uh, lots of experience coming back. Um, you know, of course, the loss of Maddie Packer and, and Corey Endress uh, leaves some big holes, big shoes to fill. But, uh, you know, they've had a really good start. The doubles teams have been on fire. And uh, it's just been fun to see that program grow over the years. And yeah, and you mentioned that that program growing and getting these kids uh, in a you know in a sport that in the fall it's football and volleyball people think, but to offer a sport like tennis and give some of these girls a chance to compete and do something a little bit different and and the way the program, like you said, has been kind of growing over the last couple of years. How does that make you feel as an activities director to put those kids in that spot? Yeah, I'm super excited about it. We were at a point with tennis where uh, you know when uh, Jordan Cressup took over the program, we had 12 girls out. So uh, you know our numbers we. Uh, our high was at about 30. This year we're right in that low 20s range, so we'd like to see a few more. But, yeah, you know, um, between tennis and cross country, um, volleyball's always had great numbers. They had uh, they have about 95 girls, 7 through 12. And when you think about, really, there's only six spots on the varsity at one time. So um, it's nice to offer these other programs so kids can still represent their school, find something they're interested in, and, and uh, compete. And moving on to some of these other sports here, uh, you mentioned cross country and uh, with the season they're getting ready to have, I believe the first meet scheduled for some time in the next week. And just talk about how they've been coming along and kind of what uh, what the program is feeling like from from your perspective. Yeah, again, uh, the the thing about cross country is just uh, uh, Mike 
Brunsberg, our head coach, and Terry Olson, our assistant, they do such a great job of uh, really including everyone and making everyone feel valued and teaching them the joy of running. I know that's really their mantra, and uh, that's translated into about 35 kids out for cross-country between the boys and the girls, which is awesome numbers for us. Um, we're coming off a conference championship for the girls, our, our boys. Uh, we've got two state runners back in, in Lane Hafes and Bjorn Brunsberg. And, uh, you know, um, Amber Collins on the girls' side is a, is a state cross-country runner. So we're just looking for some great things from that program. And, and that's a program, too, that's really grown a lot over the last few years. They'll start actually on uh, Saturday over at the uh, Brave Lake Gabe meet over in Purim. Um, and then uh, the Johanna Olson uh, Memorial Meet is on the first day of school, September 6th here in Wadena. So that's a big chance for everyone in the community to come out and see. And um, if you're listening to this from uh, Bertha, from Verndale, from Parkers, uh, Mills, Sabika, all of those local teams will be there too. So great chance to come out to the golf course and, and see all these kids run. Um, cross country is just awesome. Um, I've always been a football guy, so I didn't get to experience it in, as an athlete, but uh, definitely as a fan and as an AD, it's it's one of the best sports there is to see kids uh, show great sportsmanship. They really support each other no matter where they're from, and uh, it's really an awesome sport to see. And you know, you mentioned that. You mentioned some of the kids who are returning who've been to the state cross-country meet last year, and, and they obviously want to build on that and have a good year as well. But then there's also those kids who maybe they're not going to the state meet, but they get a chance to run, they get a chance to improve, and they get a chance to do all that. And, and just how cool is that to have a program where you have some of these top runners and you can see them excel, but then also see them kind of show that to these other kids and kind of help kind of just uh, it's it's a lifelong sport cross-country is. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it teaches many of the things that, that you need to be successful. Um, my daughter went out for cross-country last year as a junior, and she's back out as a senior, and, um, you know, the lessons she learned as far as discipline and, and mental toughness and uh, just uh, – you know, sticking to things, and uh, it's it's just been great. And like I said, the atmosphere that uh, the coaches create, and then it trickles down to the kids. It's it's really a program I'm proud to have my daughter a part of, and and proud to have as a part of our school. They they really do things the right way. And moving on now to to volleyball as we get ready, kind of for this uh, start of the season, uh, the coming off of a of a year where they were in a new section, and uh, just kind of talk a little bit about how this year's team is kind of coming along. Yeah, I, I think last year, you know, you had some quality seniors that graduated. That was a a really big group in both our volleyball and our, our basketball team. Um, we've got some awfully good kids coming back. Uh, We've got uh, the two Gravel sisters, Peyton and Addie, uh, coming back that are going to provide some firepower and some setting. Uh, and then uh, Montana Karsten coming back. And uh, probably our, our biggest add this year will be a player that really only got to play about two, three matches last year in Maddie Karsten. Uh, she seems to be back and fully healthy. And uh, she's a girl that can jump out of the gym. She's as good an athlete as we've ever had, as hard a worker as we've ever had. Um, she's suffered through some pretty uh, devastating knee injuries. Uh, but, you know, I've never, ever seen in my 24-year career a kid that's worked harder to come back and harder to strengthen and harder to rehab. And uh, we're just really looking forward. She adds just a totally new or not new because she's been there before, but just a totally different dynamic to her volleyball team, just having that extra uh, firepower and leadership and tenacity. And um, so we're really excited to see her. And then, uh, you know, Sue's always got uh, 
you know, she's always uh, got a good squad, a disciplined squad, and a scrappy squad, and, and I think this year will be no different. Uh, they will be scrimmaging tomorrow up at Concordia. Uh, they scrimmaged earlier in the week up at Bemidji. So uh, you're going to see a pretty tough schedule we've got laid out. Obviously, the park region's always tough. Uh, Henning and Mills are, are always always have good volleyball. Uh, Verndale's been a lot better. Sabika's always good. So, um, you know, the park region's a test in itself. But then uh, we're going to play Alexandria. We'll be down at the Sock Rapids tournament. So, um you know, those girls will be battle-tested by the time we get to sections. And and we don't see a lot of those teams down in 6AA because we're kind of the outlier. Uh, so I think we'll make some noise when that section tournament rolls around. And you talk about that, some of those tougher games on the schedule, and they seem kind of daunting. But like you said, it, it offers them the ability to kind of get that, get it under their belt. And when that playoff time rolls around, they, you know, they, they feel like they've been there before and they've played some of these tougher opponents. And it's definitely, you know, to, to go up there with teams like Alexandria, like you said, and a couple others, uh, it's, you know, a good way to kind of put yourself up there against some of these bigger schools. Absolutely. And we'll see where we rank right away. Uh, you know, we'll start next Tuesday up at Pequot Lakes and they're awfully good every year. Uh, and then, uh, Purim at home, and that'll be just a huge rivalry game, and they do a great job with their program, and then then we play DGF. So we've got three very good, very traditional rivals for us, and and we'll see where we stack up right away. And then, you know, like I said, we get into conference play, and uh, there are very few nights off in the park region. You better bring your A game every every night. It's It's fun for us that way. And with Karsten, you talk about her coming back off that injury. Uh, even talking last year with Coach Volkman, I mean, just that injury was, you know, for that team, it just, she's one of your better players. And you just don't want to see anybody get hurt and have to miss time and miss out on part of their season. And to get her back, they're obviously very excited for that. And you talk about the, the work ethic and coming back. And, and that's what you love to see about sports is these people work hard and, and come back and want to play well and come to a team that's going, that's very excited to have her back. And kind of just talks about the culture of that team is she wants to come back with her teammates, play hard, and put out a good year. Yeah, for sure. And and like I said before, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of kids, unfortunately, get hurt over the years. And um, you, you just watch her in her her determination and her willpower and uh, just the work ethic to, to come back. And, uh, you know, she's going to be better than ever. And, and you just hope that her senior year here, she she's able to stay healthy and because she is a difference maker in every sport she plays. She's she's a very special athlete and a, a very special young woman. She's a, a straight-A student, uh, uh, just a, a good kid, too. So, And moving lastly here into football, uh, you know, obviously we were just talking a little bit before we got on here. It's a, a not too different, but just a little bit at some of the skill position spots. Uh, how has the first couple weeks of practice been? I know you've been coaching. You've been down there with Coach Peter Meyer. How has the team been looking? I, I'm really excited about this year. Um, obviously, we're replacing an all-state quarterback and arguably an all-state receiver. Um, so, you know, you don't just replace uh, Peyton Rondesvet and a and a uh, uh, Josh Dykoff. Those two kids are special. Uh, we were blessed to have them, uh, but the legacy that they've left is just kids that want to get after it. And, and now, the kids know what it's like to win some games, to win a playoff game, and now the the ex- expectations been been raised and the culture has changed. Um, just an example, yesterday uh, we were doing player meetings and I went up to the weight room about five minutes after I needed to be up there and the backs were already up there and they were into their workout and I walked in the room, everybody's doing exactly what they're supposed to do and, you know, not 
to put anybody else down, but four or five years ago that wouldn't have happened. The kids are are really bought in, and um, you know I think we're going to have a very good offensive line, and I think that'll be kind of the strength of our team as well as a, a good defense. Uh, we've got a lot of players back on in both of those key positions, um, and then uh, we do have a lot of skill players. Now, um, when you look at quarterback, we had Peyton Ronisvet, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade, and one of the best that's ever played. So, um, you know, we've got some big shoes to fill, but I think we're going to be very competent there. I think uh, Josiah Calavig steps in and has a has a big year, and then uh, we've got some backs and Evan Lundy and DeAndre Hammond and Simon Cracklow that'll carry the bulk of the weight and uh, get the ball to the outside to a, a Teshi Lore and a Charlie Bushinger and a Cole Woods and. Um, Jagger Pettit, MJ Lundy. I mean, there, there's a lot of skill. Uh, but what I'm most excited about is the line play. I think that's uh, what fans are going to be excited about. And our install has gone so well because the terminology is the same. The kids know and uh, and our football IQ is pretty high. So I'm excited to start the season. We'll see how it rolls. Uh, but I know we have a, a very good group of kids that are going to be dedicated and, and work hard and and. Uh, you know, I I expect big things and and I hope for big things and I, I just know that uh, we got the right group of kids that that can deliver. And you mentioned that the, the terminology and everything being the same and creating that infrastructure and football is one of the sports where it's so huge to have that for kids. You need to get eleven kids onto the field. You need to get them all doing the same thing. You need to have them preparing not just during the season but in the off season and, and all that kind of stuff. And for Coach Peter Meyer now another season under his belt had the playoff win last year. Competed against a very tough Osakis team on the road in that playoff game that they ended up losing, but still a, a good game for them. And and just how is that? You mentioned how it's changed and just how great does that feel for a program to know that you're putting the kids in a much better much better spot oh it, it's just been a it's been great and of course kyle's come in with just a, a lot of enthusiasm and he relates very well to the athletes that we have and um i've never ever seen him have a bad day which which rubs off on everyone else and he's excited to be there and it, it very much shows and uh you know we're very excited about our numbers we're sitting at about 39 kids 9 through 12 and we've got a very small freshman class uh but then even more exciting is we're at about 84 in grades 5 through 8 so we're looking for some really good things to come um, like I said, that freshman class, if you're a freshman boy listening or if you know freshman boys, we could sure use more freshmen. Uh, we're sitting, only got three freshmen out, but every other class we have right now is pretty strong and, and uh, 16 seniors, and uh, that's what you want. You want to you wanna have a lot of upperclassmen because that's, uh, that shows that you're doing you're moving the right way and the kids are enjoying things. And, and uh, when you're putting a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds out there, uh, that makes a big difference. And you talk about the offensive line and we'll wrap up with this is, uh, you know, it's one of the, you said it's a position to get excited about. And most people think, well, offensive line, you know, it's kind of the more parts of the field that you don't really pay attention to all the time. But if you have a group that's not quite in tune or maybe one that's not quite sized up right or whatever, it can bring down a team, but to have one that's good and to have one that's had some experience, like you're talking, about with this offensive line it just makes a team leaps and bounds better oh absolutely and the nice thing is is we've got some depth uh, we're not a huge team 
Um, we're not going to put out a whole bunch of 230-pound guys, but, um, you know, across the board, we've got some, some kids that are going to be physical and fast. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Kobe Andrus is in his, his third year of, of starting, and, and Gunnar Olson only a junior, but in his third year of starting. Grant Sealhammer is a junior in his uh, third year of starting some games, um, you know, those those three is a core, and then you add a, a Nate Peterson, a an Eric Benson, um, just Caden uh, Peterson's another kid that started a lot of games for us. So uh, there's a lot of experience that comes back, and and they're all athletic, and that that's really going to be key for us is uh, to have our athletes. Um, we've got athletes up front and um you know also there's five spots and we've got about nine kids competing for them so so that means you got some depth if somebody twists an ankle or, or something like that so we're we're really excited about that and then that translates to having a good d-line and you have a good d-line and and then uh we feel like we've got uh three pretty good linebackers they're going to make a lot of tackles so we're excited about uh, what's going to happen in the trenches, and and hopefully that translates to uh, some excitement on the from the skill positions. Last question for you, Norm: How excited is it for you to be back? And uh, summer's pretty much pretty much wrapped up for you guys. Everybody's back in practice, getting ready for the school year coming up in just a little over a week. Here, how does it feel to be back and ready for another school year? You know, I am uh, definitely an optimist all the time, but I honestly, this is probably the most excited I've been in probably 20 years just uh you know i i feel like everyone's set to have a good year i feel like we have great people in front of our kids leading them um it's it's going to be i i feel like it's going to be a great year so i'm super excited i'm super excited for next thursday uh something we've never done before uh we'll play volleyball early so they'll play uh jv and c at 3:30 and varsity at 5 and then we'll go right to the football game at 7:30 all at home um the lions will be out there making smash burgers uh john Malay from the high school league's planning on coming up uh we're going to recognize our uh our cross country team and our girls tennis team. I, I know our cheerleaders have been working hard. Uh, it's just going to be a neat event to kind of kick off the fall sports year. And two huge rivals, us and Perm and volleyball, have you know we've gone head to head for a long time. And then uh, us and Staples and football, and we ended their season last year. And that's always a good rivalry game. So we'll see where we're at. And uh, you know I'm just excited for uh, for that night. I think it's going to be special. A big night celebrating Wadena Deer Creek Athletics coming up this Thursday. Like you said, Norm, plenty of stuff for people to come out and check out. And everybody should come and do that. A great celebration of Wadena Deer Creek Athletics. We're talking with Athletic Director Norm Gallant. And Norm, thanks for hopping back on the program. We're ready for another great year here at Wolverines Weekly, and I'm sure we'll talk to you real soon. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with head tennis coach Jill Feemeyer and coach Thanks for coming on Wolverines Weekly, first time of the season. We're glad to have you on and just talk a little bit about how your team has kind of been going in these first uh, couple weeks of the season. Yeah, thank you for um, having me. It's been a um, crazy start to a wonderful year. We've had a couple tournaments and um, matches already to start out the year. We started off in Park Rapids um, with a tournament last Saturday and had um, several of our athletes place in the top five including a team of sisters that placed number two um, or placed second in number two doubles. So that was fun. And then we continued in Osakis in a quad where we swept um, the Melrose team 7-0. So that was a really exciting start to our day. And then 
had another 4-3 win over Morris area. And then we lost a really tight match against um, Osakas, who is just historically a really good tennis team. We ed- uh, They had just out 3-4. to four. And then this last um, Tuesday was probably the most fun um, for us. It was our Highway 10 tournament. We placed third as a team, which is the best that the team has done in a really long time. Our doubles had a strong um, finish with our first doubles, Katie and Anna Feemeyer, placing first. And our second doubles, Kayla Meeks and Genevieve Pinella, um, also placing first. So that was wonderful. And then our sisters, Katie and Chloe Leesburg, placed third place in third uh, double. So that was awesome, and we had some placers in our single side, too. Kaylee Endress and Charlie Snyder both placed fourth in third singles and fourth singles, respectively. So our girls are working hard. They're out there. They're a team on the rise, and um, it's going to be an exciting year because this is just a good group of student-athletes who are just, they're fun to be around. They're a nice group of kids. And break down that group a little bit, kind of how many girls do you have out this year? How kind of what are what are the grades stack up like? How many kids per class? What does the makeup of your team look like this year? Um, so our entire uh, roster, both um, junior high, JV, and um, varsity, we have 23 students out this year. Um, we have two seniors, um, Kayla Meeks and Lily Adkin, and four varsity members returning. Um, so um, that's and they have some of that experience coming in. Um, our varsity roster ranges anywhere from eighth graders to seniors, so um, it's a good it's a good mix of kids with a lot of um, a lot of them right in the middle. That uh, ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade is really where our core group is. So um, it's a solid group of kids um, this year and for the next couple years to come. And you, you mentioned a little bit uh, about the way that this team is, is made up. You've had a couple uh, doubles teams that are featuring sisters. And just talk about how fun of a, of a relationship that is, that you get to have those uh, two come out together and competing side by side. Well, sisters can be an interesting dynamic, right? Like they can be, you know, the best of friends and, you know, some days maybe not. But um, these groups of sisters have played really well together. Um, the Leesburg sisters will probably split up a little bit and play a little bit with other partners and come back. So they're super versatile. Um, they, their flexibility is amazing. So they will come and go a little bit. Um, the Meyer girls, they will, um, they're pretty set as that number one duo. They play really well together and they've really, um, they know each other really well, right? Like sisters just know real, each other. And so those two, they, they um, really have that vibe. So having sisters on there, but there's also a lot of um, friendships that are there. So these kids who get along and, and this is a group of kids who are so welcoming. They can jump in with one another and um, they welcome one another and they just play well together. Like this is a group of kids who um, are very inclusive. And so whether they're sisters, friends, or new players, they're just all gelling really, really well together. And that's important, especially with the fall sports and everybody's been gone for the last couple months. And as you're getting, people back in and and having those people come together like you said having a couple teams of sisters and you said they might split up is that kind of something early in the season where you put them together you feel like maybe the communication's a little better or at least they're a little more comfortable with each other or does it just naturally work that they're together well um several of our athletes play throughout the summer so when the season starts it's not like a fresh start for a lot of them they've been hitting and playing in tournaments all summer long so that's that's wonderful um yeah, we work on communication throughout the year, and sometimes it works. Um, and so 
the Feemeyer sisters played together last year as well. So they have that um, going for them. The Leesburg sisters both played singles a little bit last year too. So doubles is a new game for them. Um, and so they are all kind of learning together. We started with five-hour practices the first week, which included um, team bonding lunch. And so um, just working on how do we just really build those communication styles. And we talk about talking out on the courts, right? So you know where each other is and um, just that no shame, no blame, right? You want to be out there. Doubles is hard if you feel that the other person is going to look down on you if you miss a shot. So how do we get that culture out there that says we are a team, we're out there together, win or lose, we're going to win together gracefully, we're going to lose together with dignity, but we're out there together. And so, you know, when you work on a culture like that, then sometimes that communication will follow. Yeah, and, you know, uh, talking a little bit earlier, you had the opportunity to host some matches and, and to have the Highway 10 tournament and things like that how cool is that i know you mentioned a little bit earlier but how fun is it to get to host that and to bring everybody here have a competitive meet and and give uh your girls a chance to play in a comfortable environment yeah so our singles played here and our doubles traveled to staples and so what's really cool is that um even though we are rivals right out on the court that we can do this um is teamwork between staples and Wadena. so that's really cool but yeah to have that home court and to have so many people who can just be able to come and watch. Our junior high kids are wonderful. They come and watch. We have grandparents and parents and friends and um, graduated students and other athletes come out and watch when you're at home. And so it is fun. It's fun for our girls to feel that they are valued and that people want to come watch them. And when we have a home match, um, that's something that can happen. We're talking here with Jill Feemeyer. She's the tennis coach for Wadena Deer Creek. Coach, thanks for hopping on the program and, and talking with us, and I'm looking forward to many great conversations between us throughout the season. Thank you. Thank you for your time. It was a pleasure. There's head tennis coach Jill Feemeyer. She and her girls have already had a few matches underneath their belts, and they feel confident and they feel ready to keep that momentum going as the season continues. Well, now as we move on to the tennis court, we're going to the gridiron as we're going to check in for the first time this season with the Wadena Deer Creek football team. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly, and we're chatting with Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Petermeyer. And coach, welcome back onto the program. It's been a while since we've talked. Uh, how have you guys been? How's the football team uh, been in the first couple weeks of practice? Yeah, no, I just want to say thanks to you and everyone who makes this happen. I've been an avid listener of um, what you do on Saturdays with all the coaches. I know you kind of got it going at the end of last fall and then all throughout the winter and the spring. It's nice as, as somebody who coaches all these kids in the fall, you know, there's lots of sports in the winter and the spring and you can't get to everyone. So it's fun to listen to this and listen to the other coaches talk and see how the seasons are going and keeping up. So thank you for that. Um, but otherwise us so far this fall, it's been, it's been pretty good. You know, uh, we have inexperienced um team with with pretty big numbers at the top in the senior class and I think that that's been good for us for for getting things kind of installed and um, we're kind of ahead of where we've been in the past at this point you know a week and a half almost two weeks in just because I think we're kind of doing a lot of the same things um, so they have experience with with the language and the terminology and since they've been playing for a few years we got some kids who have been playing now this will be their third year it's just it's good to, it's good to get that experience and they can bring the younger kids along and we're just we're installing things and we're going. So so far it's been it's been good so far. And you mentioned that a lot of seniors on this team, a lot of experience. Kind of break down how does this year's football team look like? How many uh, seniors do you guys have? Juniors, kind of, and down the line, how does that break down for your team? 
Yeah, so we got we got 14 seniors. Uh, I think that's a good number. I know, you know, depending on where you're at with your program, you know, the magic number could be between 10 and 15. I think for a good senior class, so we're we're right there. And then we got um, 11 juniors uh, on on the roster. So again, that that magic number for me is kind of double digits. So if we can keep those guys uh, and go into next year with 11, um, that's a pretty good number. And then we got. 12, I think, or 13 sophomores on the roster. Again, double digits, so good class there. And then we're actually only down to three freshmen, so not a lot of freshmen um, are out. The guys who are out are working real hard, and we're excited to have them, um, but kind of a low number there with the freshmen. So brings us between, you know, 35 and 40. Um, so sitting at a decent number right now uh, for the kids in the fall, so. And now, as you're as you're getting ready, and you mentioned a little bit of that of that leadership you're seeing the older guys have, and now as you get another year under your belt of coaching this program, do you kind of see things taking shape the way you want them to with your players and how they're responding to you and what you're trying to what you and your staff are trying to do? For sure, I think this is this is a fun time and it's a fun year for us right now because when I when I first got here at WDC, I was coaching junior high football and the seventh and eighth grade class in that junior high football are now juniors and seniors. So it's kind of fun to see them at, at such a young age, kind of their first experience of football and now kind of following them from from seventh and eighth grade all the way up to being the leaders on our team. It's been, it's been fun for me to kind of get to know these kids for five years. And I definitely think it helps with, you know, they understand me and what I expect and I've been around them for a long time. So I know kind of what their work ethic is where if they're kind of going beneath that we can kind of correct it and get them back up and get them right so it's been a good mix between um those guys and us and they've obviously been around here for a while so the rest of the coaches on our staff they've they've been around as well so it's been like you said it's been good having those seniors and they kind of bring the younger kids along as well so we're just excited about the year being we've been kind of together for you know five years now so and last year's seniors were a nice crop of players, and to see them gone, obviously you got to fill every year the the last group of seniors. But uh, kind of, who are some players you see on this team right now that are kind of expected to step up and fill some roles going forward this year? Yeah, I mean we didn't we didn't graduate a huge senior class last year, but obviously the seniors that we had were pretty important to our team. So losing a quarterback that's been your quarterback for four years is always tough. Um, and it's tough to see Peyton go, but we're kind of looking right now. Um, Josiah Calavig kind of has the leg up at, at quarterback, and he's going to be our signal caller. So we're kind of looking at him to step into a big leadership role, kind of leading the offense. Um, otherwise, we, we got lots of seniors and juniors who are, are just kind of battling for spots. I'll kind of rattle some off here of guys who um, maybe didn't play as much last year. We got Noah Johnson and Brandon Wheeler, uh, Chateau Lore and Dylan Worth. Um, Aiden Sutherland is back. He didn't play football last year. And then Brett Rinke, those, some of the guys that are seniors who didn't see as much time last year and we're, we're expecting them to step in and, and be some leaders as well. And then some juniors who maybe didn't get a whole lot of time last year who we're expecting to step up and kind of play for the first time is someone like Eric Benson on the line, um, or Jager Pettit and DeAndre, uh, Hammond. They, they're expected to step into some roles as far and also Jackson Brown, um, and Nathan Peterson. Otherwise, all the other guys who I haven't mentioned yet are kind of guys who are back and who are who have played in the past, and we're obviously going to lean on them to bring a lot of experience, and we're going to lean on those guys who are back to bring those younger guys and newer guys up to speed and kind of just throw them in and keep going from where they were at last year. 
And last question for you here, coaches, kind of on that line of, of been in practice for a couple weeks, you've seen the guys, you're kind of trying to figure out, piece your roster together with a, with a game in about a week here. So uh, who have been some guys in practice that you and your staff have been noticing that's like, you know, we don't necessarily know what this guy's role is going to be, but he's certainly been working his tail off and impressing you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of got some position battles right now. We're excited for the scrimmage on Saturday where we can go and see some live teams. And, you know, it's, it's tough to go super live in, in, in practice. I mean, you can go live and you can tackle to the ground, but obviously your kids know your plays and they kind of know what you're doing. So we're just excited for Saturday to play other teams and kind of see who can play because, like I said, we got some position battles and we got some things up in the air. But for us, you know, Evan Lundy and, and MJ Lundy, they've been they've been bringing it. Um, they're good players who have played the last few years, and they've been really impressive just offensively and defensively. And Kobe Endress is one of our um, seniors. He's a captain this year. Um, he brings it. He brings it to practice every day, and he likes to you know get the guys going and work hard. Uh, another captain that we have is is Isaac Common. Um, he's had a good fall. The kids respect him. They lead him or they follow him, and he leads really well. And then Grant Steelhammer is another captain that we have, and, and he's been working hard. But I just think all the guys that we have coming back, I mean, Teshi had a great year last year, um, and he's he's looking to even take another step. So we just got a lot of guys who, who are back, and obviously I didn't mention them all, but a lot of guys who are, who are vying for leadership roles and guys who are looking to make a really big impact as we get into the game next Thursday. So. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head football coach Kyle Petermeyer. And, Coach, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back on to the program, and I look forward to a lot of conversations between us throughout the season. Yeah, thank you again for what you do, and I'm excited. And, and good luck to the rest of the fall sports as, as they get into games and get going. So we're excited to be back into a routine and, and get back to school and games here. So, um, yeah, thank you for everything you do. There goes the head coach of the Wadena Deer Creek football team. That's Kyle Petermeyer and another season for the Wolverines in which they're looking to take that next step. Wadena Deer Creek, they won a playoff game last season, then fell short against Osakis, but were competitive in that game, looking to see if they can take another step forward with some new faces in some key spots. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we return on our first episode back of Wolverines Weekly, we are going to talk with head cross-country coach Michael Brunsberg. That's all coming up. Wolverines Weekly on KWAT. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head cross-country coach Mike Brunsberg. And coach, uh, talk a little bit about how your team has been through the first couple weeks of practice and as you guys are getting ready for your first meet of the season. Yeah, first meet tomorrow. What we've been doing is keeping them active, getting that heart rate up, uh, mixing in some cross-training so it isn't just pound, 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 trying to keep them healthy. So... Uh, I think some of the first meets you sort of train through, uh, trying to peak at the end of the season, and so far so good. Yeah, and you know you were uh, you're talking from up on Itasca. You went up there for a little bit of a run, kind of get them out of their element a little bit, get them in a different spot. Just talk a little bit about that trip and kind of why it's important. Yeah, well, I think it's a uh, number one. We get a workout in that that does cross training, so there's a running element. But then uh, the bike trail up there is a good 11 miles if you make it the whole way. And it's got hills, and you try to touch upon hills in this sport at least once a week. So, uh, and above and beyond all that, we do some team bonding. Stop for a little ice cream, do a little mini golf, stuff you can do before school year starts. 
And you talk a little bit about your team. Kind of how is it made up this year? How many kids are in each class? And just kind of how do you think your your team shakes up uh, by by grade? Well, I would say uh, we have a strong senior class. Uh, we had three boys that uh, were all conference last year, and uh, and three girls uh, kind of leading the team as elders. Uh, and a smattering of kids in each grade. Uh, altogether, it adds up to probably our biggest squad we've ever had. Uh, we're between 35 and 40 right now. So we have healthy participation numbers. And, you know, cross-country, kind of one of those sports that's really grown in popularity, especially here around the region, over the last five years or so. And just kind of talk about how that's impacted your team and, like you said, gotten you to as big in numbers as you have this year. Well, we peak for the end of the year, and there's uh, two to three big races, uh, starting with conference. Uh, Park Region Conference for cross-country is a little bit bigger than for the other sports because uh, we've pulled in a couple other teams that don't have conferences. So uh, that's kind of uh, the first big one. And uh, us being in a new section year two, uh, we'll be running at Staples Motley for that and then hopefully beyond that some uh, state competition. But, yeah, just in the region, uh, there's two, three teams that didn't exist 10 years ago. And so uh, it really makes uh, the conference race uh, that much more exciting. And, you know, what does it say for your program and for your team to see all these kids coming out and to see everybody want to take part in cross country and, and be in what it's all about? Well, uh, try to remember our vision uh, statement every day uh, to experience and share the joy of running. Uh, just those three words, joy of running. And uh, I think that's a little bit easier if you have a friend by you doing the hard workouts. Uh, so uh, the more the merrier, and there's strength in numbers. So uh, it's a good thing. And... You know, you talk a little bit about kind of the cross-training, getting kids ready for the first meets of the season, and then trying to work them to that end of the season. And, and you know, the goal for everybody is to make sure they're running their best at the end of the season. How do you kind of do that for you and your coaching staff? How do you start kids off at the beginning of the season and try and ramp them in as the year goes along? Well, in a way, you can almost program all the workouts for the whole year. Uh with an increase in mileage gradually, uh, week by week, uh, an occasional cutback week for recovery. Having said that, every day you uh, step out of the classroom or, you know, you deal with your practice time, there's weather. <laughs> so uh, if you have to go to plan B for that day, that might change uh, how you do the rest of the week. So you can't really plan all the workouts for the whole season ahead of time. But in a way, in general, week by week, you can to uh, gradually increase that mileage. And do you, you know, as for you guys, do you kind of have to hold the kids back a little bit when they start at the beginning of the year? Are they just ready to kind of get out and run? Do you have to kind of keep them in check or at least keep them on that path? Or do you guys kind of just let them go and kind of let them them enjoy it? There are some occasional workouts where a kid comes into – uh, first week in really good shape, and you tell them a little bit slower pace because the next day will be that faster pace, and and uh, they might go out a little bit quick for that, but uh, that's okay because, like I said, uh, they probably did the the workouts on their own in the summer, 
and they can handle it. But in general, most of them just trust the system, and uh, uh, it's challenging. So uh, they don't usually have to hold back too much. They're pushing forward, trying to get their fitness level higher. And last question for you here, Coach. You have a few. You're returning a few runners who went to the state cross country meet last year. How confident does that make you guys as a staff? And kind of what's your goals for those three runners as they uh, go through the season and try and build off that? Well, uh, there will be some familiar meets along the way, and then each year, you know, there's usually one or two new stops. And uh, we do take a look at uh, the comparable times from last year, uh, how what kind of shape they were, how they performed at a certain course. You know, uh, the weather always changes, but uh, I think our goals are similar. You know, uh, Amber Collins, Bjorn Brunsberg, Lane Hayes, uh, they all made it, and uh, they were bubble runners heading into that section race. There, there wasn't uh, uh, a guarantee. There, there isn't ever a guarantee for anybody uh, that they were going to get in. Uh, they had to beat some people. They had to uh, outperform people that may have beat them during the year, and uh, they were able to do that. So to answer your question, I think having been there before should give them a little mental toughness when it gets to that stretch of the race where it it gets to be real competitive. All right, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head cross-country coach Mike Brunsberg. And, Coach, thanks for taking time to to hop on the program for the first time this season, and I look forward to a lot of conversations with us as as the season goes on. Yeah, I enjoy your sports coverage. Thank you. That'll wrap up our show for today. This has been Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Stay tuned next week as we will bring you more conversations with the Wadeen Deer Creek coaches and more. See you then. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit TennaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tenna.